Welcome to another Vireal USA podcast. This is Alan. I'm joined by Sid. Um, obviously, the big topic that we want to talk about is the upcoming um, second leg match against Arsenal at the Emirates. Um, Vireal take a 2-1 lead into that match. Um, so, I guess, sort of lost in the whole in the whole discussion of how the first match went was this was the first time we've beaten Arsenal I and mean, we we have either drawn or lost to them before so that's something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but but two to um, one two to one is a little dicey yeah and and it was interesting in the same way I think they had said we have won something like 13 of 14 or 15 of 16, something like that. Um, European two leg ties when we've won the first match with the exception being against Liverpool. Yes. So but, yes, but I'm not also but, when you, yes. when you look at the recency bias, then, uh, then of course, I think that that points to it. Um, yeah. Yes. I, I but, think, but of course, I'm not yeah, going to be at the Emirates. I was at Anfield. I can say this to you because you've jinxed us at, 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 in Virial too. So, you know, the fact that I'm not there is is automatically a point in in Virial's favor. I think. Yes. Yes. Indeed. We don't have to don't have to start with the deficit on the score. So, <laughs> yep. Yep. With all of our presence. Um. I, I mean, I think I think we have to start with a couple things about. The prior match, um, and and definitely need to mention what was an important win on the weekend as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think first, you know, glass half uh, half empty, half however you want to take that analogy. I think one relevant point is to say we scored from our first two chances of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't happen extremely often. So I think, you know, score line perhaps a little bit overly misleading um, for what was reflected in the first 45 minutes. Uh, I think score line underwhelming to what was reflected over the 90 given Arsenal's only other shot on target was almost the last kick of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think you have to say, and you know, Javi, Javi Mata left, led off with this on, on Friday. Um, but you know, if that had happened to Arsenal, if that had happened to City, to United, I mean, we'd still be hearing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It would be the dominant theme, would be how such an absolute joke of a penalty could be given. Right. And right. then on top, and, and, you know, this was the point that was telling my wife if I had watched the, been able to watch the match, unfortunately it was during work hours in the U S uh, live, you know, I would have probably lost my mind because of this, which is, this is exactly, if you put in the dictionary, why was VAR invented? Mm-hmm. This was the reason. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. reason was the critical decisions 
in the match cannot be left to eyes, you know, having to be everywhere on a large pitch with 22 men running into each other at all points in time. Mm -hmm. And some of those players intentionally attempting to deceive the official. And so, you know, whatever it is, you know, I think, and again, I, I, in a way for the benefit of the game, I wish this had happened to, uh, Liverpool or a Man United or whoever it is, because this would have forced some things to happen. You know, Mm -hmm. this should be a case where if a penalty is given, it should automatically be a video review. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there should be some threshold. And and, uh, Javi did a great job talking about, if you remember, Thierry Henry's handball against Mm -hmm. Ireland. Mm-hmm. became one of the bases for saying, okay, we have to we have look to do something. Yes. in a different way again at handballs. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously what happened with Suarez in the World Cup against Ghana became a talking point of should an intentional handball be given as a goal or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. some point mm-hmm. of discussion. Right. But another big one, as you know, was the phantom non-goal for Frank Lampard against Germany in the World Cup, which became the point at which goal line technology Correct. became mandatory in major competitions. Mm-hmm. So some event like this, again, the fact the official blew it, terrible, but it happens. The fact that the VAR official, you know, the, the official didn't think to call VAR, Mm-hmm. Again, terrible, but even then it still happens. The fact the VAR official didn't tell the referee on the field, you have to come look at this. Yeah, that's... And the fact that that's not something that is required mm-hmm. means the system is completely broken. Right. And, right. you know, this needs to be an opportunity to say, we just can't afford something like this to happen. Right. I, th- I mean, I think I, either you... <laughs> Either you, as you say, this is exactly what what VAR was meant for, and if and and instead of what we see that it seems to be mostly used for, which is which is you know very technical offsides or or something something like that, um, it seems to me that you'd be better off kind of letting it letting goals be reviewed or certainly letting penalties be reviewed as and you have to give power from to somebody up top to buzz down and say hey you know you might want to take a look at this because it's not um it's just incredible how how that could be um how that could be could be missed um you know, I mean, when it, when again, anybody watching the first replay on TV would have told you, oh, my gosh, what a what a bad mistake. Yeah. You know, this yeah. this can't stand. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I what. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So the guy sort of slaloms his 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 foot into a, st- a standing leg to fall over. That's that's not a penalty. Um, yeah. It didn't. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't shouldn't have taken a lot of a lot of review to to say that. Um, and mm-hmm. I will say that I had seen some things from um, 
Portuguese fans before the match saying that this referee was not very good. Not that he was biased, just that he wasn't very good. And we've certainly had experiences in Spain with referees like that too, that are just not very good. And I, I think it's, um, I think it's ridiculous that, um, that it happened. I think as, as everybody said, you hope it doesn't influence the final result or affect the final result. Um, you know, I would hate mm -hmm. to, I would hate for them for it to, I think it's likely that it could just because we thought going in, this was a very tight tie. Um, yeah. Well, we, I mean, it completely influences how this match is playing out. Right. I mean, sure. I think yeah, it does. Uh, two points before I, I leave the review thing, but you know, just as a simple point two nil, uh, again, I think we all are pretty confident with Gerard, Paco, Chukweze. We're going to find a way to score. Do we really think Arsenal would score four against us? I find a hard time to believe that um, possible. Mm -hmm. But yeah, 2-0 two, two versus 2-1 is a completely different tie. I mean, right. night, night and day difference. It is. Um, it is. But but two points on on before leaving the review. One is we have a Slovenian official uh, for the return leg, which I believe was announced today. Okay. Uh, and so again, leaving the question of sort of okay, you know, I I hope he does well. <laughs> um, by the same token, are these really? semi-final of European competition officials? Are these are these being drawn based on sort of being the best official in their league with international experience? Or is this a, we want to give an opportunity to promote some, you know, someone who doesn't have exposure? And mm -hmm. is is this the logical way to do so? I think is, is a fair question to ask. Yeah, um, yeah. But the other thing I wanted to note is just on what you were saying, I, you know, I follow ice hockey, um, you know, particularly the, the U S league. And that is the way that review decisions are made. Essentially what they have agreed to. And again, this sort of seemed like leaving UEFA aside, sort of what La Liga seemed to be going to, which was essentially you have somebody who is handling VAR who's sitting in a room, kind mm -hmm. of away from the pressures of being at the pitch and having the fans on top of you, etc., etc. Meaning it's somebody in an isolated place and they are the ones making the decisions. You know, the way it works in the NHL is it's not somebody in the stadium. Mm. It's somebody in Toronto at league headquarters who is watching sort of all of the games from a central place. And they will go and say, okay, we see something on the replay. Stop play in the game and therefore required the referee to come over and actually watch the replay mm -hmm. while somebody centrally is telling them, hey, this is what we see. Do you agree? Does this match up with what you saw with your eyes? Yeah, yeah. And again, I think by the first replay of that happening here, you, you would have, have had yeah. the call 
overturned. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm sure you would have. Um, but we have to focus on on what happens. And I will give credit to VRL that you know, of course, other than that, pretty good chance for Obama Young and the last minute, you know. They didn't just sort of all of a sudden take on a great deal of water mm-hmm. after that, mm-hmm. which they could have done. Um, and certainly a two-two, you would have put the odds, you know, squarely in low favor. Yeah. yeah, you would have put the odds low to come through. Um, right. Whereas two-one again, if you feel like you don't see Arsenal keeping a clean sheet, then it does mean Arsenal have to score three times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, the loss of Foyt and the loss of Kapu, I think, make it more likely that they will be able to break us down a little bit more easily. So I think the lineup certainly is the the first question, Alan. Um, yeah. What? Who? Who are? Who are you putting in um, for for those two? Or are you trying to make any other kinds of adjustments across the formation to account for it? Good question. I think um, I know I've seen people speculating that maybe what we need to do is actually not go with Chukwese to start and put somebody like um, Ruben Pena on that side ahead of Mario on the theory that the two of them can work better together than than Samu and Mario could. Um, yeah, I suppose that's I suppose that's a possibility. Um, you know, I think probably... Or somebody like Moy, right? Or somebody or like... somebody a little bit more defensively responsible. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I think that's going to have to be how that gets handled because I don't see really um, that you can do much um, other than put Mario over there. And and he's he's fine as long as he is not... He needs somebody ahead of him who also has some defensive smarts and and ability, and I think that's where, if if you go with somebody like Samu that's more of a of an attacking player there, I think I think you're going to leave Mario in, in danger more than you want. Um, you well, know, I, I will say though, I think we saw some of bad Mario against Tetafe. Mm, and I mm. think one of the things we saw, um, and and uh, obviously focused on the Europa League, but that was a very important win. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, and and again, I think a good sort of response from again how you could have viewed a victory, which almost felt like a defeat by the end of it. Um, in terms of the tie, I think it was important to 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 find a way to win on the weekend. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But you saw a lot of players getting behind Mario. You saw a lot of Mario sort of looking like he was actually the center back and not maintaining his lane, if mm-hmm, you will, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. allowing players to sort of who are in a somewhat normal wide position to appear like they were way out there um, mm, mm, mm. and, and have some opportunities at headers and on, and on crosses and things. So, uh, you know, but I think one question as well, based on some of the lineup choices of saying, leaving Gerard out um, 
and a, and a number of players who we expect will start on mm-hmm. Thursday. Do we think at all that Mario starting was an indication that maybe Pena is actually the one who will play? Yeah, maybe that's, that's, that's possible. Um, as you say, if I think if if uh, Emery was looking to, I wouldn't have thought he was going to give Mario a dress rehearsal um, necessarily. But the, but it's true. The fact that he started might indicate that. Um, I don't and know. Then he got injured at one point as well, um, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. and then came back on. The one thing I should note, though, is somebody like Moy, who we definitely know does not sort of lack for fitness, um, was very tired, for example, at the end of that Hitafe match. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it has been he hasn't been playing mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. full matches recently. Right. So, you know, I do have a little bit of a concern that some of the not-so-regulars here where we're going to have to tap into two or three of those guys, right. you know, are not at the full sort of 90 minute match fitness, particularly not for sort of a high intensity game like this one will be. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of wondering, um, I, you know, I'm sure Emery obviously has thought about this and knowing how he operates, I'm sure he's thought about this, um, a lot and has a lot of different ideas going on. But if you think of some of the guys who you want, who you would like to see out there in high intensity match. I mean, I'm, I think somebody like you know Pedraza, Estepinon. You'd like to see those two um, out there. Um, may and then it becomes. Um, so, do you try to do something? You know, I'm just. Do, do you try to put to to move a player from from the left to the right um whether it's pedraza or estepinion i don't i don't know i mean i i just think that there are a lot of there are a lot of um possibilities you know maybe maybe jomi costa comes in for 45 50 minutes i don't you know i don't know i think i think it's going to be um i would be interested to see estepinion playing a more uh, our role further forward mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because I think we've seen him with Ecuador have some success in a more advanced attacking role. Right. But right. I don't know if this is, <laughs> is this the match to try that when I don't know if he's played in that position at all for us. Yeah. I, um, know. I know. But by the same token, I think, you know, if we were looking at just the like for like Mario for Foyt, say, and Coquelin for Capu, yeah, I mean, I think those are downgrades both, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think those are vulnerabilities that again, a team with the talent level of an arsenal is going to pick on. Obviously, I think Coquelin, you know, there's some idea of the motivation against a former club kind of thing, etc. But uh, again, in terms of sort of wanting to uh, have, have as, as sort of uh, a, a boat with as few holes as possible, mm-hmm. uh, I think those would be the two places if you're in the scouting report, you're saying we want to pick on those guys. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also going to be interesting to see how um – in the first leg, you know, we got the 2-0 lead. Uh, 
at halftime, I guess, you know, there was some suggestion that maybe he had picked up a bit of a niggle or something, but taking Paco off and going more defensive, um, it was almost like we were trying to protect the 2-0 lead, and um, that didn't work real well, not necessarily that we played that badly defensively, but we didn't we didn't add a third goal. And I think um, the question would be, do we go defensive again here? Um, or do you try to, you know, get that early away goal? Because if you can do that, then as you said, that kind of throws the tie um, further in your favor. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I sat through the match at Anfield where I felt like in some ways, the fact that we took a 1-0 lead there was almost a negative because I think it encouraged Marcelino to think that we could hold out defensively somehow or another, and he was essentially hoping to keep the game close enough that um, even if we were behind 2-0 after an hour, he could bring he, we could, he could bring in some more offensive players, we could get a late goal and go through. Well, of course, that's not what happened. Um, I think Emery is, um, I, uh, what I want to say, but, but I, I would say in defense of that, though, we were playing at home on the counter. Mm-hmm. If you remember mm-hmm. the way we scored the goal in mm-hmm. that tie mm-hmm. was on the counter late in the first leg. Yeah, so basically the end of the match. Yeah. We didn't play like that in the first leg here. No, so we didn't. I, yeah, know, we didn't. I, I don't expect we're going to set up that way um but uh, point point taken uh, of needing to sort of be on the front foot now i i also have to quibble and this is going to be uh an old man yelling at cloud a little bit the fact we would score doesn't really change the tie <laughs> because you know I, again, I think it's reasonably likely we're going to score. They will need to score twice, whether mm-hmm. we score first or it happens after they do. Again, mm-hmm. they could go through at one nil, but right. if we are if we are thinking we're going to score in whatever order that happens, they will need to sort of push to score twice in any case. Right. So the so so getting the early away goal doesn't mean as much as it would. I don't yeah. know that it means yeah, as you much because I, right I think if you are setting up as Arsenal, I think you would say I don't. You know, they're not putting up clean sheets at all. Right. So even right. even in England. Um, mm-hmm. So again, looking at the firepower we have up front, I I find it hard to believe that they're going to be able to do that. Yeah, I think, you know, I go back to um, pre- talking about the first leg, um, and I think the thing that was intriguing about this matchup, of course, is that the, the teams have a lot of, um, there are a lot of commonalities over the years and whatnot, but but in terms of players who have gone from one to the other, and, um, and then, of course, Emery himself, but essentially what you have are two teams that have struggled in their domestic league this season. Their form has been um, very in and out, both teams. And so in some ways it's like um, you, you feel like they're pretty, they were pretty evenly matched going in. 
I, I would say that the fact that Virial won the first leg gives a slight advantage overall, but it's only slight. I mean, if maybe Arsenal were 55% favorites before, maybe now we're 55% or something, but it's not very, very different. Um, I just, you know, I was saying to somebody, I thought one of the things that could decide the tie were were critical mistakes by, but I was thinking more of mistakes by players, not mistakes by referees. Um, but you know, it, it is, it is a matchup where I, I think we're at a disadvantage having lost the players that we lost for this leg. No question. Um, otherwise, I think that's the thing that worries me the most is that is the loss of Foyth, especially because he was so good in the first leg. And, um, so that, that's, that's a big miss. Um, but I guess for Arsenal, Lacazette and Louise still aren't available. That's what I heard. So it doesn't, mm. it doesn't seem well, like that. I think it depends on who you ask if, uh, if David Louise was, uh, would be a benefit to us if you were playing. Or yes. Right. But, yeah, right. <laughs> right. 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 But yeah, Lacazette surely Lacazette, is, yeah. is, is, is a loss. Yeah. Um, so so what do you what do you what do you think on the lineup? And and I think there's two questions. What do you want versus what do you think uh Emory will do? Uh, what I want uh, well I think I think he'll go with Cocolan in place of Kapu. I don't think there's any question about that really. I think that's a like for like change that's there. And I suspect is that what I want? Um, yeah, probably. I guess that's about all I can get. Um, boy, I would like to have. <laughs> well, you could you you could do something like you said. You could put a Jaume Costa or somebody yeah, like could, that you in could. midfield. I'm not, yeah, um, I'm not, or 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 Pena. Yeah, I, I I guess I ultimately I think um, maybe I'm buying into Robin Stacy's comment about the that Kokola kind of has done well in some some matches like this, and the fact that he knows in the EPL and and knows Arsenal well might help. You know, I I'm going to say if it were if I had my druthers, I would actually start Carlos Baca up top along with with Gerard. I think I'm just not sure that. I'm not convinced by Paco at this point of the season. Um, and I would probably, mm. and I would probably um, start um, with, as I say, somebody like uh, maybe Pena and um, maybe you have a, a, a four of um, Parejo, Cocola, Pena and um, Trigueros, I guess. Uh Oh, and then, mm. and then maybe in front of in front of Mario. Yeah, that's what worries me. I keep trying to figure out a way to do something creative that isn't going to happen. Like start uh, start Pinon on the right and and uh, somebody else on the and Pedraza on the left or something. But I don't. Well, I think Estupinian's problem, and and we've seen it a few times, is he seems to concede these very silly fouls yeah, in dangerous positions defensively. Yeah, yeah. So, so I I would be concerned about that, particularly given the referee's apparent uh, interest in uh, in in calling fouls that may or may not exist. Um, 
I, I, I could see him being being more valuable going forward. What, yeah. I mean, what Pena at right back is, I think, really the question. Mm-hmm. But gosh, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, yeah, it's, it's been I, a while I, since he's been there. Yeah, yeah, um, it is. I, but I think, yeah, you know, we certainly brought him in for, for this, type this type of, of situation. Thing. Yeah, I mean, um, I, yeah. I just think, okay. I mean, I think to me, I'm. I'm thinking that I don't want to start um, Samu because I, I mean, he played 90 minutes on the weekend, right? I think um, you want to save him for a, you know, 65, 70th minute. He did if, get if, a little bit of rest, if I'm not mistaken. A little bit, okay. But I think you want to save him for um, for the um, period of time where if, if we feel like we need to need to bring on um, uh a player to get a goal in the and and or just create more um, possession and danger for for our, you know in the in the Arsenal box in the last half hour. Or so I don't see I don't think he'll start. Um, so I guess that's kind of how I view it. But I'm but I'm and you know Albiol and, and Powell in in the middle um, of of the back four. Uh, yeah, I guess I would probably. If I think about what ought to happen, if given given the profile of the players we have, I think what ought to happen is you probably should have Pena at right back and you should have um, Pedraza at left back, and then you maybe put um, Moy ahead of Pena or somebody or somebody like that. I don't think you, I don't think you start Samu and and if and maybe you don't play Mario at all. That that's. Um, that's, mm-hmm. that's yeah, Jeremy came on for Samu. Um, so Samu played 70 minutes. Oh, 70 minutes. Okay. So he did get him some rest at yeah. least. All right. Um, so. and yeah, I mean, of, of course you are sitting Samu when he was the big threat, uh, in, in, in the first leg and, you know, has had a few matches recently where he's been really good that's Um, true but the but i think that's the reason i'm resting him for the first hour or so the match is because i think emory's dynamic is is not going to be to um i think i think as opposed to trying to um i mean one way to go about this would be basically try and get at least one goal maybe even two and just say okay that's it we've killed off the tie that's not usually very successful for Virial when we try that. And, and I mean, that would be one option, I suppose. But I don't think Emery's going to go that way. And so I think he's probably going to um, try to, say, keep it more defensive so, um, so that we don't give up an early goal. Um, and if, if we're still, you know, if it's nil-nil, um, say at halftime, if it's, um, if it's nil, nil, 50, 55 minutes in, then he's got to make a decision as to whether he wants to still, um, you know, play for that. Or, I mean, that's where I think getting a goal for us would be really, that's when the value of a goal starts to be worth a lot more. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. If, because if, it, if we could take the lead one nil with 20 minutes left, that starts to look like a like a defensible 
um, uh, something as opposed to one nil in our favor 15 minutes in. So I don't I don't know. I just I just don't sense that. Yes, he's been somebody's been very dangerous. I kind of feel like he's going to be at his best when Arsenal gets more tired. And they have seen him, you know, they've now played against him. So the sort of the the initial effect is they now, they, you know, they've now experienced him live as opposed to on tape. So I think maybe the what he can do might be showcased better, uh, you know, in, in a cameo with, say, 20, 25 minutes to go. But that's, again, dependent on the... Um, on, on how the game is going. Um, my concern really, I guess, if I, if I think about it, my concerns are, first of all, the, the people that we're missing in the lineup that I, th- I think regardless of how we line up, it's going to be weaker than the first leg. And the second um, concern I have, which I kind of mentioned, I think, before the first leg um, and before the Barcelona match was that um, Gerard seems to have kind of hit a bit of a patch in the road at exactly the wrong time. I mean, this is, this is the kind of match where if he could, if he could conjure up a goal from a, from one of those sort of fairly low expected goal positions, the way he'd been doing it until the last you know, three or three weeks, couple of weeks, I think that would go a long way. I mean, he had a chance in the first leg. If he converted that, it'd be three, one, we'd be talking about this differently. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's the concern I have is that, and, and maybe that's, um, maybe that's just me, but it's like, I like to see my goal scorers be going into this with really good form. And, and, uh, unfortunately for Gerard, that hasn't been so, so, um, and then Paco is, you know, we've, we've talked a lot on podcasts and, and on the site about, about his travails this season, but it's hard for me to look at him and think that he's going to be a 90 minute player in this game. Yeah. And, and I think it is exactly the question that you were asking. I think I may shake out a little bit more on the side of where I think Zach would land as well, um, which is to say go for the goal, because I think with your defense, um, you know, in, including sort of defensive midfield and back four, I think the odds of us putting up a clean sheet are low. Mm-hmm. I think we'll be able to find a goal, whether we're sort of going after one in the same way or or not. But by the same token, I think, like you said, I think Paco is a 60-minute player. And so I might try and get the first 60 out of him um, <laughs> versus trying to bring him on late and look for inspiration. And, um, you know, his European goal scoring record has been pretty good. Again, you you have to take some of that with a grain of salt based on the group stage opposition. Um, but that's the one thing that would lead me to say, go out with Chukweze, Paco and Gerard and put them out there for an hour. And you know, that sort of, 
you're going to have to do something up there because Chiquese is probably going to get tired and Paco is probably not going to last 90 in terms of fitness. Yeah. So yeah. assume you need a goal, try and get it. Hopefully by that point you haven't conceded twice. So you're ahead in the tie and then, you know, you're going to have to make moves independent of where the score line is. My my only thought on on what you're saying is, if you haven't brought Chukwueze on and say it is nil nil at sixty minutes, are you bringing him on then? Yeah. <laughs> or are right. you more inclined to say, okay, well now I need to even try and batten it down further? Yeah. Um, yeah, I did real. I did by yeah. doing that. Therefore, you know, probably he's our he's our big weapon. Um, again, based yeah. on recent form, like you said, Gerard has dipped a little bit. Though again, you know, if I had to, if I had to bet all my money on who's going to score the goal that gets us through. I, that's still where I'm going with it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But so, so that's the only thing that leads me to think that I think you leave your front three and then you sort of adapt around it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, where, where I'm hesitant, I will say a little bit like with Coquelin is, and, and uh, you know, past past memories maybe are, are the reason for it. I'm a little bit hesitant that I could see him doing something like what Bruno did at Anfield, meaning of the players who I see who could sort of sit on the ball and get dispossessed or make a poor back pass or something like that, as Kokolan nearly gave up a goal against Hitafe doing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm trying to remember now who did that against Levante, and if it was not him as well. Mm, um, I can't remember, yeah. Yeah, I, I, but that's a we've good had well, a reasonable number of those this yeah, year. Yeah, we have. Um, and so just sort of the bad error if you're looking at somebody, you know, I think Parejo has made some, but uh, tend maybe to be a little bit higher up the pitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Trigueros is not, is not too bad in that department. You know, I, I reasonably trust our center backs in terms of their decision-making. So, so that's yeah. one, but like you said, I think you struggle for coming up with a replacement for him. My hope is just that Pena is is able to give us sort of his best ninety minutes in yellow, mm-hmm. um, because that's that's what we really could need. I would I would be worried about seeing Mario out there with some of the signs we saw on um, on the weekend about yeah. how he played. Yeah, I mean, I suppose one thing you could do if you really want to um, not. If you really want to not put Coquelin in there, and maybe, um, I mean, this would be the other, the other, you know, if you're going to put your front three out there and try and get a goal or two, um, you might want to put Parejo and Trigueros in the middle, have Parejo be sort of the more defensive midfielder, and then, uh, and then, you know, work work it that way. So, so it basically. You've got um, you've got Parejo sort of essentially taking over um, Capu's role. You could you could do that, and and he's you know probably um, that that would be one possibility. Um, 
Yeah, it's just it's a it's a tough one, and I, and I have to say, as I thought about it, yeah, you're right that it's like leaving Jaquese on the bench at nil nil after an hour. Do you you could end up in one of these situations where it's nil nil until the 85th minute, and then if you go behind, you bring him on. You've only got five minutes plus injury time to get something out of him. So yeah, it's it's a tough call. Um, the more I think about it, the more I think you've persuaded me that that's what Emery ought to do. I was thinking more about what he, what he might do. Um, but yeah, I don't. Um, it, it's it's going to be an interesting tie. I think it's. I think yeah, and it and it's it's a little bit you know sort of how a week changes. You know, I think we all could have read down the team sheet. For last week, yes, yes, <laughs> and of course here a red card here, uh, an injury there, you know, a little bit of a shaky performance by potential replacement on the weekend, and all of a sudden we're asking ourselves a whole bunch of questions. Yeah, and I think that's the thing I was going to say is that we're asking ourselves a bunch of questions based on what we've seen. Um, you know, Emery, of course, has been, I mean, he knows these guys pretty well by this time of the season, and he's been running practices, um, I'm sure, you know, to try and, you know, try to get a lot of ideas as to what, try combinations, try things, see what, see what he thinks will work. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, and let's be honest, this is, this is what he was brought in for. That's right. We've I mean, been I, here before. We've been here before. You know, the team is good enough that, you know, I don't know that it took a brilliant managerial genius to sort of get us near this point. This is where the money's made. It's obviously a very personal match for him because mm-hmm. of how things went. And, you know, funny, you look at the numbers, you see, of course, he's done better than Arteta did. Uh, to date uh, in terms of his tenure at Arsenal. Of course, he's the guy who got fired and then you right. know, was, right. was made the comedian of, uh, yeah. of, of English sport commentators. So, you know, this getting this lineup decision right, managing things, um, yeah. knowing his team, you know, this yeah. is where it was. Is... And, you know, also, if you look at the lineup on Sunday, I mean, I think there were some of us who said, I don't want to see a single guy who is playing <laughs> on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he didn't nearly rotate quite that much. Um, but quite a bit, yeah. And he, he did a, a decent bit, but, you know, still half the guys played. Um and, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, I don't know that we necessarily would expect it, for example, Powell to, to play a full match. Uh, right. Again, I think without, uh, without Foyth, you didn't necessarily have as many alternatives. Um, True. But, you know, we've seen Mario at center back. We've seen some other things. So there were things that could have been done. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But well, again, I think yeah. that's like you say, we're late in the season here. Um, he certainly knows what's at stake. I think you can, when you see him talk, he realizes this is this yeah. is sort of the ninety minutes that he was brought in to do. Because right. we've even, as noted, been in a similar position before. And you might even say, you know, on its face, one nil is a better scoreline than two one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And 
you know, so here we are. I, I think probably on balance, we have a little bit better of a team than we did. I think we're probably playing a little bit worse of an opponent. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, it's all to play for. It is. And I, and I remember also, I think when we played at Anfield, it was a very emotional um, thing also uh, for Liverpool because the um, inquest into the Hillsborough disaster had, had finally, um, well, inquest or whatever, the commission, whatever it is, um, you know, that, that came out that week. And so the emotion in the ground w was just tremendous because of that, quite apart from it being a, a Europa League semifinal. Um, we don't have anything similar like that this time, except there may be some emotions outside the ground, I guess. The, uh, um, following the uh, Manchester United um, protest by fans at the weekend, where they got inside Old Trafford and, and got the match with Chelsea postponed, Apparently, their Arsenal supporters Liverpool. Are, are Liverpool. Sorry. Apparently, Arsenal supporters are well. You know those 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 Super League teams are all the same. That's right. <laughs> um, but uh, Arsenal supporters are apparently being urged to rally a couple of hours before the um, match outside the ground to protest the uh, ownership there. And I' not sure what sort of effect that will have on anything. Hopefully, this time it will be. Um, there won't be any question of the match going ahead and there won't be any question of our players being able to get there. I assume they'll be there two hours beforehand anyway, already be at the ground, I would think. But, um, but yeah, those sorts of things are, th that's another kind of wild card. You know, you just don't know how, how that will affect Arsenal um, or us. Um, what's your prediction <laughs> for the match? Well, I was going to say the one last point on that is, and you were there, Alan, you can certainly attest to it. It did have a little bit of a feel like, and, and in a way that was different from Porto. Um, mm -hmm. And I think, for example, the, you know, the Champions League match against Arsenal, I think at that time we, you know, we were so new that we didn't, we, you know, it's one of those, you've never been there before, so you don't even know what it's like. Yeah. I really exactly. feel like the Liverpool match in some ways was us sort of, we, we froze in, yeah. in the spotlight. That, yeah. That's what yeah. it felt like to me. That's yeah. That, that's... Team, that team had also played, and again, I don't think it was as talented as the one we have. But that team with Danny Suarez, you know, they had played so well at, at some points that I, I think, you know, you, and again, you can speak to it. What we were most after that match was like, we just felt they played well below what they were capable of. Yeah, my sense watching the match in the ground was that from the very beginning, um, we, yeah, it was a, it was a big stage. And I just remember from the beginning of the match, our players were kind of complaining and, and trying to win, you know, little fouls and just sort of try. It, it seemed like we got thrown off our game very quickly by, by the, I think by the, by the crowd at Anfield, by the physical nature of, of Liverpool's play. 
Um, I just, you know, it's like from the very beginning. I mean, the first ball that's in the air, you know, Soldado is screaming at the referee because he didn't get a call or something. And it was just that kind of thing all night. It felt like we kind of took ourselves out of our game pretty quickly. And, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, sure, it didn't help that, that we had a, um, a penalty call turned down. Um, but basically, we just didn't play well. You're right. I mean, and I, I think the thing that I felt worst about um, as a, a Villarreal fan going to the match and then and then uh, the next day before I left watching the um, story, the, the English media talk about it was that they didn't give us any credit at all. I mean, a lot of the English media were laughing at Marcelino, you know, <laughs> and and um, I just the, felt the jacket. Patches, of course. Yes, and I just felt yeah. like um, it wasn't. Well, and, and it wasn't, it, it wasn't a good performance. You, you know, the, sometimes teams wear their managers' personalities. Yeah. So I do hope one thing. You know, Emery sometimes will complain, but he's generally very even keeled. Mm-hmm. You'd like mm-hmm. to think maybe that will rub off on the team. So. Yeah, yeah. I just i i i think that i think that our opponent that evening was a lot more talented than this Arsenal team is. I i, I really do think that. Um, mm-hmm. And the um, the surprise, of course, Liverpool played so well against us that you know I thought they would probably win the final, and then. Sevilla, managed by a certain Unai Emery, um, ended up winning instead. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's mm-hmm. there's that. So, yeah, what do you think? How how is this one going to turn out? <laughs> what do I say with my brain or my heart? Um, I'd say both. I think we'll go into extra time. That's what I think will happen. And then I think it's a coin flip. So I'm 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 gonna sit squarely on the fence on this one. I want to just try and watch and uh, put some of the awful news that uh, has been the past fifteen months to the side, maybe for two or two and a half hours, and uh, try and enjoy this one as a fan. So I imagine that will uh, go out the window in about five minutes if something <laughs> bad happens. But <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that maybe this will be, uh, as a VRL fan, our, our little respite from a, from a world that's been in, in turmoil. But, yeah. um, but you think 2-1 you think in, in regular after... That's, that's what I'll say. Yeah, that's and then going into I, I, I think the difference will be we won't be quite as odd um, mm-hmm. of the moment. Yeah. So, therefore, I do think we'll score. Okay. Um, and I don't think we'll sort of try and, you know... I, I think reasonably certainly Marcelino was playing for nil-nil mm-hmm. in the return leg. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to be our aim here because right. I think we know we will struggle to keep a clean sheet. So we're going to have to find a way to at least get one. So they have to get three. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. then we sort of work out the math on, on how that will happen. Um, but I have a feeling I'll, I'll make one other prediction. I have a feeling one of our sort of Jeremy or an Alex Baena or a Fer Nino 
one of them is going to end up with an opportunity in this match that will be sort of they they will have a chance to really to make a name for themselves hmm. because I think you know we we've lost a few players in the rotation here and again I think you know we saw with somebody like Moy Gomez who had been very good this year wasn't extremely effective against Hetafe I think after a little while away mm-hmm. and maybe it's at a point in the season that some younger legs get an opportunity who all have played and played well in the Europa League. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe this is that big, big moment to shine. Okay. Well, I, I have to go. I mean, I said coming in, I thought before the first leg, I thought we would win two one and we did. And I said also, I thought, with somewhat less certainty, that we would draw 1-1 on the, in the away leg and therefore go through. Um, I think I would still say that. I'm thinking I would really, um, frankly, I, I would be delighted if we could get, um, say, a 2-2 draw or something. You know, if we could get two goals, um, that would pretty much wrap up the tie I think so mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. probably I'm still going to go with and, one and again whether in 90 or 120 minutes right I'm still go- yeah I'm still going to go with 1-1 one, one, um, for and that would put us through um, that's what I said going in I however I think it's as I also said earlier tonight the neither of these teams has demonstrated much consistency or 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 form over the season. So, you know, anything could happen. Um, Arsenal haven't played very well at home in the, um, generally, Mm -hmm. I guess. So maybe that, Mm -hmm. maybe that's something to be taking into consideration and we've played reasonably well on the road. So, you know, Mm -hmm. hard, hard to say, but I think I, I still want to say one, one, but the more I think about it, the um, more I'm thinking that we might need a second goal to, to make ourselves comfortable. So maybe two, two, after 90 minutes would be, would be fine by me. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. <laughs> and uh, then we can just, then we can just see how, how all that plays out. But you know, it's, it's also, I mean, it just feels to me like a tie where there probably are going to be um, more than two goals in it. The more I think about it, just because of the fact that neither team has been really successful at keeping out clean sheets, but also that, You've got you've got some talent that can that can pop up, but you've also got ability on both sides to make mistakes. And I, and I talking to Arsenal fans, I mean they they describe their team that way just as much as we've described our team that way at times. So mm-hmm. so okay, so I'll revise my one one to two two. Like I'll do that. But I think if I think if we get two goals in uh, ninety minutes, I think we're good. Yeah, I think I think we'd have to. And again, I think if it does end up two one, you know, because I was going to say that's another one of the since we've been railing about all of the silly rules in, in football, the the fact that away goals count uh, in extra time is is yet another one of those. Mm-hmm. But maybe we have a happy reason to discuss why that's such a terrible rule, uh, right? At this time next week. Yep, sounds good. All right, so for Sid, this is Alan saying 
in the Valerie Real, and we'll see how our predictions come out.